Hey y'all, what's good? Hey, it's October. Mikey and I are big Halloween lovers, so October's probably our favorite month. We deck the halls with skulls and fake blood. We've got a graveyard in the front yard, the whole shebang. So here's the Halloween and the changing of the seasons. If you wanna to get to the action here, you can jump right to the 10 minute and 30 second mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knuckle Buns. As the butts caught some Z's at Cormac's hideout, a hobbit hole, Liza awakened to the sounds of the twin gnomes Bjork and Biendi robbing the place blind. After a nice cup of morning coffee with Cormac, an old love interest of Babitha's, his crew helped the butts get back on track. The luck teleported away our new Kuatoa friend. Was his name Jeremy? I think it was Jeremy. And then Cormac dropped everyone off at the hangar of the Yuruka. And then Captain Valentino Castrima de Sangre was eager to lift off given the hassle that the butts created at Charybdis last night. The crew split up after takeoff with Liza courting the captain and Babitha exploring the lower levels of the ship, the engine room. Gaultier took a small tour of the mess hall and the galley with one of the ship's benefactors, Lawson Aklo, a fellow who ended up stabbing the hell out of him. Bone boys, Scalades, osteo envies, trans taluses, chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folk in between. Welcome back to Knucklebone. Were you are were you being euphemistic in the episode recap, or did I kill Jeremy? You fucking oh, you totally killed, killed Jeremy, Jeremy my, and then my, had my him notes... use a powerful spell <laughs> to bloop him into the middle of the lake that he wanted to go to as a final resting place. Yeah, my you killed Jeremy. I don't think my, that happened. He my full on as, stabbed Jeremy. <laughs> my notes read as such: He killed Jeremy, <laughs> who revealed he had eaten some people. Mr. and Mrs. Tilapia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we had to clarify if they were just regular tilapia or if they were like animated tilapia or sorry, right. sentient Cause, tilapia. Cause he's, he said like, I ate some tilapia. And I was like, you made him sound like people. And he was like, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Tilapia. <laughs> I have, I have little to no it. recollection of that. Maybe Klondike teleported had, his dead body yes. to, to the Mist Meadow. I, I That's don't exactly remember. what happened. He had him teleport I asked Klondike for body. a favor. Yeah, I asked Klondike for a favor because I felt bad, so we sent him to at least a good place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds like something that probably happened. Galtier, you're a little fast and loose with your rapier, I'd say. I was going to say... Yeah, it seems especially in contrast because, you know, here in, in real life, we have recently gone back and recorded the x-ray for uh, Maris's Untimely End. Right. Uh, which is another, <laughs> which is another real quick draw from the hip on my part. <laughs> Again, another instance in which uh, G just, just decided to kill someone quick so he didn't have to uh, contemplate their humanity. It's yeah. it's kind of a loophole away from like having a conscience, right? Like if you don't have time to feel bad about it, it just happens. I mean, to be fair, he did say he ate a couple named Mister Tilapia, whom he consumed. He also he also stated that he only eats people who don't have families. I remember that too. <laughs> I don't remember this at all? <laughs> 
They're like he's like, yeah. oh, listen, I'm gonna kill you regardless. Are you okay if I eat your body? Um, my guess is most of them say no, but at that point, he runs a very very oh, price list. That's probably why he was in Charybdis, huh? Yeah, that would yeah. Were probably that would make sense. Got. Well, because that's I think that's how it all started. Was we were sort of like, hey, I guess we gotta send Jeremy home or send Jeremy somewhere, and then we all went like. Hey, why were you there? <laughs> what was Jeremy's last name Wayne Gacy? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Wayne Gacy. Sure was. How did you know? And I, to be honest, this... I don't even remember if his name was Jeremy. Was it? Yeah, that's what's well, in my notes. Okay, which doesn't which doesn't mean it's right. It means it's something dumb that we called him. I remember naming him at the very end of, that would have been 35, I think, where I just said, and his name is this, just so that I don't have time to think about it. it what, yeah. what, what you Jeremy. revealed to us later on is that Jeremy was short for Jared Hannibal Lecter. So that uh, all makes sense. I can't, I'm showing you guys too many cards. Hey, I got a, I got a question for you if you want. No. no. Always. <laughs> you, uh, y'all ever been on an airship? Like an airplane, airplane or like a Zeppelin. Oh. Let's talk Zeppelins. Or, or like a <laughs> Red Zeppelin, bro. No, I've definitely not been on a Zeppelin. Nor a hot air balloon. I would love to be on a hot air balloon. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Like, they just seem like like such a chill experience. They are and they aren't. It, it kind of can be peaceful, but also you forget there's like a giant like butane furnace above you that has mm-hmm. to heat the air. So it's like weirdly mm-hmm. loud. And then, like, depending on the size of you get on, they do kind of sway a lot, which is not the most comforting feeling. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that being uh, not feeling great. It's It That's... really sucks that I'm both afraid of heights and of water. Same. So it's just like, I'm just going to be on the ground for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're built for. Or just send it, bro. You know what I mean? Just do a thing you're scared of. Nah. That's what happened to me when I went skydiving. Uh... Wait, you cool. did? You went skydiving, Matt? Yeah, I went skydiving in Prague with almost no notice. We were like walking down the street, and there was a place that was like, "We can take a skydive." And we were like, "Oh, that'd be fun." Went like, "How do we need to make like reservations or whatever?" And they're like, "We can go right now, get in plane." And we were like, "Okay." <laughs> and you and, did that in Prague. You were just like, "Cool." Yeah, I'll get and in so your plane. I gave a guy like two hundred dollars uh, to throw me out of a Soviet era plane. Like literally you could see where the hammer and sickle had been. Cause they didn't get the decal all the way off. You know what I mean? Um, and this like fucking rust bucket that we flew up, but actually it was rad as hell. Like those guys definitely knew what they're doing. Um, but I experienced a moment of absolute panic at the door of the plane because, uh, so when you're starting out, you tandem jump, right? Yeah. So like they strap you to a guy who knows what he's doing. And the instructions are they like, pick up your feet, cross your arms, and they're like, don't fucking do anything. You believe it. We're going to jump out of the plane. You need to just stay there in the, the ready position. And then we'll let you know when you can move your arms and legs. Right. Because they don't want you to like fuck up exiting the plane. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, he like gets up from the bench. So um, he's like, literally, it's just like a double harness situation. So we're sort of, we have to kind of like walk together like you do with your dad when you're a kid and they put you on your feet or whatever, <laughs> you know, we're kind of like doing that. And then we get a little close to the door and he's like, all right ready position and I'll just carry you. So you like pick up your feet and you grab the thing. And so you're just like tucked in like a little ball and this guy has to like walk you on his chest to the other like eight feet to the door. So like, first of all, I'm pretty sure I weigh more than this dude, right? Which is like not a great starting point. <laughs> so he's kind of teetering and you're in a fucking plane. So it's a little sketchy. 
but they have these little handles. So he gets to the handles and he goes, okay, are you ready? And I'm like, no, because I'm really fucking scared now that I'm like looking out the plane. Yeah. And he goes, he okay. says, great. <laughs> no, he goes, okay, one, two, three. And we jump. <laughs> and like literally oh that fast, like he counted to three in the space of one and a half seconds, maybe. And I was literally going, no, no, no. Ah! <laughs> and I just fucking like shrieked for the first maybe like, I don't know, five seconds. And then like, you get the like stomach feeling of falling really hard. Uh, and then you like yeah, don't hit anything. Then you, you don't hit anything, right? Nothing happens. So then like I open like one eye and you're like literally flying through the air and it's like the most magical thing. And I was like, oh fucking this is so fucking cool. Like I start freaking out about how cool it is. Like I, I, I did like a full 180 the moment I realized what was happening. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, and then we yeah, free fell for like a minute and some change, and then you pop the chute and you have another like 10, 15 minutes to like get to the ground. And that part was cool because we we fell through some clouds. Which is like an interesting oh, yeah, experience of like, like, I was looking at the tops of clouds and being like, oh, I've never really thought about what this would feel. And then like, it was wet because of course it was, right? Yeah. And it was like, Avatar oh, holes. that's a thing that makes perfect sense that I had never thought about. Uh, and then we like, you pop out of the clouds and it's like Wait. beautiful, picturesque European countryside. And then the shoot's going, now you're just like floating down. And it's beautiful and awesome, except there's like a real jacked up Czech dude strapped to your back. <laughs> <laughs> Who's just like you fucking love skydiving or what? You know. <laughs> I've got it. This is this. What? Maybe I'm dumb. Clouds are wet. Yeah. Well, it's all water vapor. Water that's vapor. what a cloud is, right? Yeah. And so like, that's what all clouds are. Yeah, and yeah. what rain is, right? Is as cloud like water vapor huh. collects and thickens, it condenses into droplets that then fall. And mm-hmm. so like d- the thickness of a cloud is directly proportional to its wetness. I never knew that that's what I like. I never thought about it. Like, it's just a cloud yeah. of stuff. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought that they were wet. Guys, I have a proposal for the podcast. Let's make an NFT of Mikey's face when Nick declared he didn't know what a cloud was. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a, what, a token what, what, what of disappointment. You're not changed, like, like third grade <laughs> science? Like, what? It actually surprises me that you don't know that, but do know what a meteorologist is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I got. I've got Gary V on the phone right now. <laughs> you know how. Um, you know how, like, when a thick mist or fog rolls in somewhere, it has that like super humid, humid quality to it. Like it's almost yeah, wet air. I guess because so. it kind of so. is. Imagine that, but like multiply it a little bit. It's kind of like what it feels like to go through. It. Wait, are you telling so, me that a fog is just a cloud? Uh, Nick, I got some news for you. Please buddy. don't. <laughs> please say that's a bit. Please say this is a bit. Sorry that that was my that was my bit voice. Well, speaking of silence, shut up. No, and got him. I got that was a good silence, one. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that's that's the segue you just literally fist pumped about. Hell yeah, baby! Speaking I got one. Speaking of silence, shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> As soon as Liza learns the spell silence, that's how it's going to be cast. Is that's what I was speaking say. of silence, shut up. I was like, someone's going to see that as a quote and go like, oh, there must have been like a cool magic scene where a PC has like a, a funny nope. one-liner. It's like, nope, just our DM telling us to shut the fuck up. <sighs> Babatha. <clears throat> and the bowels of the ship, you look at the massive steam engine as it chugs along. The smell of soot and grease just permeates the air, 
and through a side door you can see the stash of coal, the fuel for this engine. But what you see is clearly not enough to power the ship for any duration of time. Seems sus. A blip? Galtier. In a small hallway between the mess and the galley, a small man behind you slowly draws a knife as you talk and lunges to stab you in the back. Liza. You stand on the upper deck, looking at the sky and the ocean towards the horizon. You can't see it with the naked eye, but the maelstrom is just out there. Workers of all types and soldiers scurry around the deck, mumbling, shouting, adjusting the masts. And the captain stands on the... Oh, I learned this word. Hold on. (laughs) The captain stands on the raised quarterdeck at the back of the ship, squinting into the breeze, his hair billowing behind him. What color is this hair? Oh, it's definitely, like, slick black. This man? Hey, hey, this man? Antonio Banderas. Oh. Oh. So, guys, the first thing, right out of the gate, roll them bones. Because Galtier's gonna die. Uh... And I think this is true. Initiative rolls are ability checks, question mark? I I think I would really love to use luck right now. I hate to say it, but I don't think that they technically are ability checks. All right. I'm going to rule no, unless you can find me some corroborating evidence in your favor. That's okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to let it happen. (laughs) Well, that's good, because you got no choice. (laughs) It's, it's, well, I just mean it's a gnarly roll. Uh, the dice have decided. You, you rolled a net one. Praise be the dice crest. Speaking of that, Galtier, what did you get? Hmm. A natural one, baby! What did you get, Liza? A 15. Nice. What about Babitha Blip? 14. So the first thing that's going to happen, as we, like, we flash back and we see Galtier as he's being led on this tour of the galley and the mess hall, like, down these narrow corridors where he's... This guy is happily showing you all of this stuff. And then you just hear as he tries to stab you. I hate it. And I'm gonna most certainly miss with a 12. That is a miss. God dang, I even gave myself advantage for surprise and everything. God dang. You got away. You got away. So let's flash back in this in this in this instance, Liza, what are you doing? When we left off, you had just sort of like uh, ended the conversation and started walking away. Yes, I had left them with blue ears. So I am going to say that Liza was, uh, oh, uh, blue balls, but of the ears. I think Liza is going to, like you said, have been standing kind of out on the edge of the deck, looking out over the, the, the city and also looking out just over the horizon in general. And is probably somewhat on edge because roughly less than 12 hours ago, there was a there was a fight where they like stared at the maw of a giant sea monster. And theoretically, Mm -hmm. we are heading towards eventually going to the maelstrom. So kind of heading back into out of the frying pan into the fryer kind of thing. 
Well, yeah, it's just kind of like there's there's this we are between two situations that are just very perilous and right now is supposed to be kind of downtime, but still stressed out to a certain extent, which is manifesting in kind of a like paler skin tone, more of a uh, they were had a lot more blue tones throughout the time in Astervale and all of those tones are are lightening to more of like whitish gray blue rather than like bright um bright blue tones hmm. and uh don't really have any reason to have like a guard up they're just kind of in their own head as they're watching out over the deck yeah you look out you can like back behind you you can see the charybdis uh like the giant columns that hold the chain back in the distance now and as you're looking towards the maelstrom there's just like a couple of flocks of birds that are flying along with the yuruka as you guys are sailing through the air I will say Liza will have put themselves just out of habit in a space where it is hard for people to sneak up on them. That is mm-hmm. that is not even a like metagame thing. That is just what Liza's like. Survival instinct. Yeah, like truly yeah. wanting to find the spot that it's hard for anyone to get the jump on them. Babitha, what are you doing down in the engine room? I think that we, uh, Babitha and Blab, immediately kind of uh, got, got as far in as they could, right? So I think it kind of depends on the crew down here. Like, if she found someone that is equally excited by the inner machinations of the ship and wants to show her around and let her kind of get in and tinker, like, it would not surprise me if you were, you know, the camera was kind of panning and you could kind of hear her having a side conversation with Blep and whatever and oh Blep, Blep would you hand me that red thank you and the camera pans over and you just kind of like see her like butt sticking out of like a she's like ha- in like a <laughs> crevice like turning you know clearly working on something and she's like no I, I see what you've done here and I, it's great no, you're absolutely right you just gotta get in here with the it's the small hands my friend it really makes all the difference and she's clearly making some sort of small uh, mechanical yeah. or technical, some sort of correction down or here, improvement or repair. Down here in the engine room, you can see, like, so the whole lower portion of the ship where you are is basically one big room. The back end of the ship has, like, a, like a, a narrow corridor and a walled-off section where the actual furnace portion of the engine is. Mm. But where you guys are currently, there's, like, you can see the shaft, the full turbine that runs the length of the engine up towards the, what's the front side of the ship, the aft? Like a, a prow or a bow would be the very, a bow could a also bow be, like you could say aft, after bow, so like yeah, bow, bowsprit, which is bow spirit is the way that's always written, is the big thing that sticks out and sometimes has a cool carving on it on the front of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. So looking towards the bow of the ship, you can see this shaft, this giant turbine that comes out of the engine room and runs down the full length of the ship, 217 feet. And it even, it's eight feet up in the air and it's just turning, constantly just grinding and grinding and turning. And it has arms that branch off for all four of the main propellers of the ship that lead outside. And you can just see the gears as they're, as they, wind on each other and the ship itself is like it feels alive down here this is where the 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 whole mechanics of the uruka exist all down here 
and yeah, there's workers all over the place. There's there's men and women and Triton and Kuotoi and all sorts of people down here that are like wheelbarrows of coal moving stuff around. There's cargo down here that people are just shifting around, locking down. We're in the underside of the Titanic. There's a car with steamy windows. <laughs> Somebody's bringing their car to the maelstrom? Complete with webbed handprint. <laughs> we see Jeremy and Mr. and Mrs. Tilapia. <laughs> Blood everywhere. In this instance, Gaultier, between, somewhere between the mess and the galley, you feel and you hear the as this dagger clanks off of your armor. How demoralizing. Um, okay, I would like to <clears throat> sort of spin around, grab the dagger hand, and then try to just like grab the guy and slam him against like a wall, or if we're still in the kitchen, like down against the counter, something like that, uh, which I assume um, is a grapple check. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. Um, okay, <laughs> so. That's what it's for me. Okay, not bad. Uh, it's a total of 19. I can test that immediately, right? Yeah. Uh, mine is going to be a 14 to contest. Okay, so that's a 19. So I'll grab him, slam him against whatever's close by, and then um, I'll say, What? Nah! What does this person look like, actually? Uh, he's sort of... Uh, so he's a human man. He's sort of short and stout. Uh, so the the kitchen was named after him. Like the, he was like the primary benefactor of the kitchen. So he seems like he's kind of into okay. food. You know, uh, he's not necessarily unattractive. Like he's not boily or anything. But uh, um, he's a bigger guy. You know, bigger and shorter. And, but and and he's kind of a fancy pants though. Like he's he's donating money to an airship. Yeah, situation. yeah, yeah. He's he's got his nice clothing on, and it's kind of like a cloak, but it looks good. Okay. Uh, so I will, after grabbing him and sort of spinning him around, I want to say, um, well, now, I doesn't seem like behavior befitting a man of your station. Perhaps you'd like to explain yourself. Uh, and I would like to use commanding presence in this instance to try to intimidate him. Ooh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so I get a superiority die in my check. Oh, shit! Superiority die coming in clutch. Uh, that's a, a 13 on the d20 plus, which is plus six. So that's 19. I got an eight on the superiority dice. So that's 27. It's not really worth rolling against, but, uh, <laughs> well, what of you has gotten around? And I know what you've brought aboard this ship. I want it. <laughs> uh, and now what sort of word is that exactly? you are what everyone knows who i am and i'll like look around at whoever else happens to be around <laughs> uh, where you guys are uh, uh, on that note like where you guys are is completely isolated like he's led you okay. like to the backside between the mess and the galley so it's just like one corridor where you know you Got might it. take like bus he found the one spot something. where yeah. yeah yeah um so seeing that i will um i want to sort of like get him to where I can walk him into so if we go back the way we came we go back into like where they're prepping food right if we go farther down yeah, would we end yeah, up totally. in more of like the dining room situation 
So yeah, if you guys go backwards, uh, you would head back towards the the dining room area. But yeah, there's a couple of doors that one one leads into like the the prep kitchen, and one would lead into like the proper kitchen, like a door. I would on like to take side. him. Yeah, I would like to start moving towards the um, the location with the most other sort of like gentlemen and gentlewomen, like you know the sort of the gentry, the the fancy pants yeah. aboard ship. I want to march him out into public and basically. So if you uh, go if you go up the up the hall just a ways and then enter like it's like one of those uh, saloon style doors, like try okay. to push him into the kitchen. Uh, there's going to be like prep cooks and stuff in there getting ready for uh, for for lunch at this point. Okay, yeah. So I don't know how long that'll take, but I'm gonna start moving that way as I'm saying to him like, well, "Now taking things from somebody by force isn't very gentlemanly conduct." Especially for one of the stations such as yourself. Does an 18 hit you? Um, it could. <laughs> Do I have a reaction? I haven't used one this round, right? So I'd be okay? Yeah, that would track. So then, no, it does not. I'll use Defensive Duelist. And add okay. my proficiency bonus to my AC. As Hell you're yeah. like dragging him around, you can feel him like... He's muttering to himself a little bit and, and kind of forming these gestures out in his hand. And you can feel this like surge of arcane energy that like pulsates from him. And it just like like sizzles out as you you like clamp down on his throat just a little bit. Like break the spell before it happens. You, you've brought untold riches onto this ship. You have nobody to blame but yourself. Uh, untold riches go everywhere I go. Perhaps you're not familiar with the Dejamo family. You're the worst and the best, Gautier. <laughs> uh, Liza, flip, flipping back to Liza for a minute, up on the on the deck, staring out over the ocean. I'm just chilling. I, I mean, has there been any like audio like indication I'm of ruler of the world? <laughs> yeah, like no, I, no, you're. You're I mean, completely on your on your own free will right now. You you kind of feel maybe a little bit of freedom, but also a little bit of panic. You're free in the air, but you're sort of contained on this on this ship. Yeah, Liza does very well. I uh, I do remember Liza was in kind of the robes of the of the fancy folk because there were like, is it like dignitaries or they're just like wealthy government officials who were wearing like specific stuff and Liza was changed into that stuff changed their um, glamoured leather armor into yeah. that same look so I think Liza is just going to kind of go into like wherever the dining hall is or the dining location to kind of disappear amongst others rather than standing alone and being kind of sticking out by being sure. by themselves so we'll we'll kind of go over the layout of the ship since we haven't really talked about that yet but basically okay. you'll you'll head downstairs right off of this main deck um and there's like a small rec hall where you know you can play cards or games with each other oh liza's going directly there drinking oh okay yeah going directly to gambling and drinking there's a couple of people that are down there having a good time already i mean ships just taken off all of the important people are up up on the deck taking care of the sails and the masts, making sure everything's working. Right now, there's soldiers on the ship, but they aren't needed for anything. So you're, um, you're seeing this rec hall is a, a dozen soldiers or so sitting at various tables. Is there any 
Are there any easy marks? Ooh, good question. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, at one table in particular, there's a there's a, a pretty heated game of uh, let's say uh, hold them going on. They're playing some kind of card game there, and everybody is really into it. Everybody pounds their fists down. One guy stands up, <laughs> and he rakes in a couple of uh, like an armload of chips towards himself. Now, if I was gonna teach you how to play poker, that's what I'd tell you right there. You gotta know when to hold them. And you gotta know when to punch somebody in the face. Get out of here! This guy's just cocky and over the top. Liza is going to affix their goggles of the night to their face, even though they can change themselves into anything they want <laughs> as a disguise. As a disguise. Uh, <laughs> and don't worry. Tomorrow I give. I'll give you guys the full scoop. I'll teach you how to play a game. If you guys want to learn how to play a game, you just sit around and watch me take all your money. I think it's about time I entered the game. Eliza has entered the game. What do you want? What's the buy-in? How much you got? I'm happy to take any amount. I'll give you one gold because that's all you deserve. They want to get in here with one gold. He looks around at everybody. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think we're playing for here? I mean, come on. And as I, uh, I'm going to stick out my hand and one gold in it. And then do they hold out their hand or do they like not even accept it? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I, as I put in the one gold, I'm going to palm. I do have some copper. And I'm going to like hold the gold between two yeah, fingers nice. in front, and then palm the copper in, and then palm the one gold out. Okay, let's resolve this when we come back. I love this play. Okay. In the meantime, let's move ahead just to Babitha as her and Blep are tinkering with some machinery down in the engine room, and it's hot and sooty and grimy down here, but everything does run very smooth. Anyway, that should take care of that squeak. Um, I, uh, truthfully, any anything that you need while I'm aboard, I'm happy to provide. She's kind of like wiping her hands off on her skirts, like she's all greasy and sooty. Miss Burbage, I can't begin to thank you enough. That screech has been driving me crazy for days now, and I couldn't quite find it. Thank oh, you. Oh, I understand, darling. I understand the things that can... Kind of burrow into your psyche like that are just absolutely just devastating on the uh the on the uh the old uh, she taps her head anyway uh <laughs> that's all i'm i'm kind of feeling like a spot of tea darling what about you bleb <coughs> excellent excellent well uh, miss burbage i owe you a favor if you need anything let me know Oh, will do, Chauncey, will do. Thank you. <laughs> Chauncey. Now I get to write that down. Oh, my God. Hey, thanks Hey, thanks for taking the, the naming off of me for a minute. <laughs> and then back up into the space between the galley and the mess. We have Galtier and Lawson locked in mortal, maybe combat. <laughs> it's your turn, Galtier. Did we, how far have we made it to like where others might be? 
Um, I'll say if you if you try to push him into let's call it the the uh, not the prep kitchen but the um, like the serving area, you can get uh-huh. into that serving area through the saloon style doors like this turn if you keep trying to trying to get okay. him over there. So yeah, I'll drag him over there. Um, keep keeping an eye out to like make sure that if he starts to like mumble mumble magical words, I'll keep squeezing him or whatever. Like just trying to like prevent. It. I don't know if that's gonna work, but try to prevent magic. Um, and then <clears throat> as we cross that threshold, like through the little saloon doors, just to the room, like, now can somebody please bring me one of the guards on this here ship? This man yeah. has attempted to assassinate yeah. me. Yeah, he's attacking me. He's attacking me. Clearly that is untrue. Please bring us breathe. someone who has jurisdiction here. Um, as is like a bunch of people like immediately drop like uh, their their serving utensils, you know, getting trying to getting ready to take food out, cooking. Everybody drops and looks at you. Uh, there's like a counter off to the far side where you can see the mess hall where people are eating. And as this happens, like as you guys are making a scene, a couple of soldiers that are eating stand up at the same time. Hey, you there? Come here, and I'll um, try to like push back whatever cloak or whatever I have to make sure that like the armor is showing the the, the <laughs> flower of madrigal that all the oath night shit is out C- come on down here give me a hand with this man uh, looks like you've got him under control just release him well no you need to take him down to the brig so I can go on and have myself a spritz <laughs> I didn't come on this airship to do your job soldier one of the other soldiers is it like he like is working his way around coming through that back door that you guys just came through and Galtier I need you to give me a will a wisdom save ooh we're rolling hot we started (laughs) we started we started bad and we're rolling hot now that is a dirty 20 dang okay similar to last time like you feel him trying to break his way out you feel him try to create this surge of energy and you just clamp down on his throat again and then the door from the backside swings open <clears throat> you see your old buddy tend shoal as he enters the backside of the kitchen now go to you you just can't seem to keep yourself out of trouble can you let him go let him go the old fat now, man's I- no threat to anybody I, I have to disagree, Tim. It is w- lovely to see you, by the way. But he did try to stab me. He's tried to cast magic on me two times. Uh, he says I brought it upon myself, which I just don't think is a possible thing, given how people live. Uh, I, and I need, are you in charge of uh, things around here? You got some boys who could lock him up, put him in a magic spell, something like that? Well, if you just let him go, I can get, take him down to the brig. We can get it all taken care of. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, I just wish you could stop making some trouble. I'll, I'll sort of, like, squeeze him in the direction of Tin. You know, like, I'm holding on to him, but it's more of a, like, prisoner handoff than it is, like, truly letting the guy go. Yeah, he takes him for just a second. He grabs him by by the by the wrist and pulls him over. He just, like, swats him on the side of the head. Uh, Tin just swats Lawson on the side of the head, and he's like, well, now, why do you always got to go making trouble? You're just as bad as this guy. Can't you just leave well enough alone just any time at all? And then the doors, like, close behind him as they walk away. And he's got him, he's got him held on tight as they walk away. That guy's a Taylor Swift um, I will sort of, like, straighten out my tunics under the armor or whatever and, like, look up to the rest of the room. And, like, I guess I can see into the sort of dining area now, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll snap at a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whoever's around, you just go like, 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be needing that spritz now, and I'll go find <laughs> a to drink at. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it uh, like pretty much immediately before you even walk back out the door and around. You you have a spritz in your hand. One of my favorite things was to not. I literally was just going like, "Oh, I said spritz as a generic thing," and I was like, "It's way funnier if Galtier is the sort of guy who goes places and just orders a spritz." Because <laughs> then the, the poor people behind the bar, or whatever, are like, "What the fuck does this asshole want?" Yeah, it's like it's was, like in the <laughs> office, like, "Give me a rundown." I I don't know what that means. I was gonna offer up a mimosa, so yeah. maybe it's a maybe it's like a, a nice tasty mimosa. It's early in the morning. This is like just pre-lunch, like brunch time. Mm. So, I, I think with that we can kind of um, peel back our initiative order here and just kind of play out how we see this this day going on the ship. Speaking of the layout of the ship, so as you guys are like wandering around, kind of on your own exploring the place there is from the first deck down from like being outside right is you have like all of your officers quarters that are sort of uh, you know off limits all their doors are locked nobody can really get in there except the people who need to get in there and as you go down the stairs to get down to that level the first thing you run into is the rec hall so that's where liza is hanging out right now oh liza we need to resolve your thing let me let me describe our, our ship really quick um, so it. the first thing you run into is rec hall. Now, if you work your way through the rec hall, it sort of like blends into the mess hall. So it's kind of like a more um, a more relaxed environment. And then you get into the mess where it's like um, lunch tables, food tables, like long, uh, long tables that are just meant to eat at. Cafeteria. Past that, yeah, cafeteria, exactly. Past that is the kitchen where uh, where you guys just were. Now, if you go down another layer, another level on those steps, you sort of start to run into like people's quarters. Everything underneath that is just like housing and storage. There's, you know, medical and a brig like like Galtier so conveniently brought up. And then the fourth level down is just the engine space. So you've got four total levels on the ship. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So Liza, let's resolve your your little uh con here you can go ahead and give a sleight of hand and i'm gonna roll i don't think i'm gonna roll what would these guys passive perception be yeah why don't you roll your sleight of hand Ooh, 15 you're able to palm your gold and drop a copper the dealer doesn't even happen to look at it after you'd flashed it around for a while he just palms it puts it in his pocket to, to add to the pot Sick. Well, I think that should buy you a hand. <laughs> God knows you'll need one after I'm done with you. Oh, tough guy. Tough guy. I'm not a guy. Checkmate, dickhead. Tough one. <laughs> <laughs> tough guy. Hey, we got a funny I mean, guy over here. Liza's, like, just kind of generic form is generally uh, androgynous. So it's just kind of like, whatever someone wants to say, they can say it. And Liza will just react how they want to in the moment. <laughs> it'll be cont- contrarian regardless of what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they like them, and then it'll just be like, okay, whatever. Can you roll me 5d20? Yep. You get guys throughout the rounds of betting, a couple of them fold out, and then by the end... 
by the time the, the river comes up, it's just you and the one guy that won that last hand, the big cocky guy. Um, Wait. am I adding anything to this? It's kind of like Yahtzee. Okay. I have 11, 9, 5, 18, <laughs> and a 4. <laughs> Got nothing. This guy, like, slams down a pair of 7s. <laughs> Well, well, honey, looks like I'm going to be taking your gold just like I took everybody else's. <laughs> he takes his big arm, brings it back in, sweeps all of the chips towards him. Well, I think I should probably be getting out of here now. You know, quit while you're ahead and all that. <laughs> and Liza, he actually flips a gold coin towards you. The destitute thank you for your kindness. What is wrong with you? Everything. <laughs> okay, we've, we've resolved all of our... <laughs> Everything. So, you guys hang out on the ship. You make your way around, you explore a little bit, and... Gaultier is playing a little bit cool, but is um, perturbed at the lack of response at his attempted assassination. Uh, and I think is maybe me overtelling this story to anyone who will listen, like throughout the next day or so. Well, I and mean, like, he's, in, he's in the brig, isn't he? Well, I mean, he, he, they took him off, they took him away, didn't they? Well, they did something about it, didn't they? Didn't they? Well, they, yeah, no, of course they did. I did have to pressure that a little bit, but also as a man operating under his own power, who is a known magic user and a criminal. That's the sort of person that normally you have a little more fanfare when you arrest. Now, wait just a moment. You're trying to insinuate that Lawson Aklo is a criminal? Another spritz, but no, I, make, I do make believe... It, make it, too. I'm not trying to insinuate anything. That man stabbed me. Well, okay, I P- see poorly. the perspective that you're coming from. But you came out relatively unscathed, did you not? You hear the saloon doors open, and you look over, and you don't actually see anything because they're up tall, and you cast your gaze down about a foot lower and see Babitha. Babitha had to put her hands up to move the saloon doors. Yeah, exactly. Uh, She puts her arms up, walks through, kind of like arms spread uh, as if I have arrived and then walks up to the barkeep, pulls out a stool and kind of does an awkward like Hey, barkeep, thank you. Uh, a pot of tea, please. Two cups, two cups. Oh, good, yeah. How are you doing, my darling? Oh, now, I, well, I'd be doing better if they took crime seriously here. <laughs> oh, what kind of crime are you talking? Oh, thank you, darling. Two loves, thank you. They, they took them to the brig. I mean, what more is there? It's not like we're in think... town where you can take him off to court, you know what I mean? We're in the middle, we're on a mission here. They're, t- they're doing everything they can. Well, now, the brig could be a little more secure, and those soldiers could hop to it a little bit better. Don't you agree? Also, sometimes when you're in town, you have to make the wheels of justice turn yourself. Oh, God, he's talking about justice again. Ever since he's got <laughs> this uh, a new armor, he's just always on about the justice and the courage and the fealty. And it's like, oh, my God, we get it. Am I right? Babitha un- uncorks a small portion, drops a potion into each of her cups of her cup and Blup's cup of tea, puts the cork back in, puts back into her pocket. 
Ah, uh, anyway, Goldie, I really wish you would just take a moment to enjoy the surrounding. I mean, we're getting ready to enter a place known literally as the Maelstrom. Is are are these two? Are these two in the 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 wreck center that like? So you can clearly see them from where you yeah, were, yeah, like at okay. the poker table. Like the wreck kind of blends into the mess. Cool. Yeah. So Liza's just gonna like having. <laughs> Every time that door opens, Liza looks over just out of habit. And when it opens, when Babitha opens it, <laughs> there's no one there. And Liza's like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> like is that, is a ghost on the Just ship? like an incredible and, visual <laughs> angle where you just see doors yeah, and no person. Yeah. Just seeing the door open, but there's no, nothing there. And then like the hands just like pop up like like an inch into their like field of vision and and Liza's like oh, okay I'll just head over there and Liza joins up with them and it's just like this place is lame gambling <laughs> is not very fun the captain he doesn't really know how to pursue a human well, and it's, that is unsafe and I think I, Liza I agree with you it doesn't happen a lot but it happened in today I mean the captain <laughs> does look like he does not wrap it when he taps it so I get what you mean there that's I mean, the ship itself is I, actually oh, no. a, a mechanical marvel. I um, enjoyed some tinkering down below. Met Chauncey, great guy. Great guy that Chauncey knows a lot about this ship. But uh, still, there's always something old babs can show up and uh, teach the old boys, you know. Um, you you taught them, but did you learn anything from from the mechanics? Like, was there anything that could lead to better efficiency of the potion creation process the the well, no, now you like heard that. she said it was a mechanical wonder this isn't any old magical hullabaloo well i mean there is definitely magic involved there is certainly oh, not enough coal it. for this uh, ship to get as far as it's supposed to which what, you know i find more alarming if i didn't have like a flight like a broom you know like i could fly kind <laughs> of like on my own if things went you know, really bad. Um, which well, you, now, you know, which is why Hubbub and you look over and Hubbub has you know doing its like Fantasia broom walk besides Babitha, <laughs> like just following along. I just can't uh, imagine my sight. You know, it's uh, I, I feel a little bit better knowing that I can kind of uh, take off at any moment. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to getting close to this maelstrom so we can like. You know, look through the spyglass situation and get a sense of what's going on. Now, hold, hold on. Now, go back just a minute there. This is powered by coal, but but not powered by coal. I mean, yes, I, I think that I, I, I made that pretty clear. I mean, the coal helps, right, to get the coal going. It kind of gets the combustion going. Um, but then there's some sort of magical element that, or they do intend on just letting this uh, this vessel just drop out of the air. I mean, that, at that also... moment, the saloon doors open. I, I, now I'm just thinking of it as a saloon. The saloon doors open, <laughs> and you see uh, this guy walks in, and he's got this like long dark hair that's kind of mangy, and he's got it pulled back just in a ponytail, and he's wearing verdant green armor the sigil of the three trees the sigil of delane emblazoned on it a verdant oath knight walks through the saloon doors throws his hair for a second well haven't you heard 
It's a hybrid. And he comes and sits down. I was saying the new hybrid airship, Prius. He taps the taps the bar. A spritzer, please. The name's Rafe. Sir Rafe. <laughs> Sir Rafe? Sir Rafe. And you might be... Charmed, I'm sure. I My name is Jeff. Jeff, what a <laughs> terrible name. I'm Rafe. is going to stick his hand out for, like, the full Predator handshake. Like, armor to armor, which is what, you know, would normally be, but obviously we're not, like, totally suited, right? Uh, the secret likes, handshake know, of go- the Oath Knights. It's, 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 not even like, it's not even, like, a cool secret hand- It's just a regular one. Please, but, with that, but, but exactly with the energy of, isn't this cool and special for us, uh, Kaltea's going to say, oh, go to your Dejamo, Oath Knight, Kingdom of Men. Oh, Sir Rafe the Breaker, Oath Knight, Delane. Pleasure to meet you. I wasn't expecting to see any other Oath Knights. Just Astro uh, Alien. Is, uh, is that a, like, because he's a guy with, like, a nickname and everything? Is that someone I might have heard of? Oh, real history. Yeah, maybe. Or is he totally new to me? Okay. Ooh, not great. That's a seven. Damn, this would have been a nice one to, to make, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe. I didn't, uh, I didn't die, so I'll take it. It, it. Yeah, this one rings a bell. You know, the idea that he has a nickname is is kind of important. Yeah. Everybody else that you've met that has a nickname, like they've earned those names. So, yeah, it kind of it's kind of frustrating to you that you don't know who it is. But so I, I feel like I should know him, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Godzilla said, "Oh, now the breaker. That's a, that's a pretty powerful name." Yeah, well, you know, you can't pick your own nickname, and, well, it was just kind of bestowed on me by the king. Well, well, of course, that's normally how that happens, but a name like that usually comes with a great story. Perhaps you'd like to share that story with us today. Well, you know, being in Delane means spending a lot of time out in the ocean and on the sea, and I sort of take to it. That's kind of why I'm here in the first place anyways. They sent me over, hearing about the airship over the sea, so... Isn't Delane, like, mostly forest? Well, yeah, but, like, Delane proper... Thanks for asking that, Babitha. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking that, Babitha. Yeah, we're known for the ash fields and the forests, but, you know, Delane proper is actually on the ocean. We do a lot of trading and all that, but... That's not where the breaker comes from. You see, a breaker is what they call a big wave. Did you know that? You're saying your nickname has to do with a wave? Yeah, I like to ride the waves. So. Now that's, a, of course, some sort of euphemism for battle. No, I just have. I have stellar balance and uh, I like to ride the waves. I don't understand. This man should die. Can I get a spritz? <laughs> Make it two. Admiral Rapier! Dejamo, that's an interesting nickname. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a family name. That's just a name. Oh. Of, of the magical Dejamos. So that's not an interesting name. I mean, it's an interesting family, though. What? Say, do you know Manfred? Uh, Why, well, of course I do. Yes. Everyone has heard of Manfred. Like, obviously. We love Manfred. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah. wildly popular in Delane. He's the man. Well, that's, right. that's my brother, Manfred. Oh, he's your brother. Yes, he's he is. Right. 
Wow, what a shadow to live under, man. For sure. Oh, the whole Desmo clan is very talented and well-renowned. Well it's, it's no problem at all. No problem And his sister's all. a witch. Whoa, your sister's a witch? I mean, so are we. Not exactly. Whoa. Bible <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, I am a member of the Coven, and your sister is a member oh, no, of the you, Coven. Yeah, you're a witch for sure, the witchiest of witches. Please talk more about yourself and leave my sister's name out of your mouth whenever you have the chance. Her name? Well, I hadn't <laughs> even mentioned her name, Mongo. Liza is just going to say, This is only getting I am, worse. I am also a <laughs> member of the coven and whips out a yo yo and is just doing like yo yo tricks, <laughs> not actual magic. Blep has his fushigi out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone else has devil sticks. And then. Hubbub <laughs> is totally playing Hank. What about Wraith the Break? That's my favorite game. Yes. Yeah, I mean, can't you see it? It's happening in front of your literal fucking face. I'm not even sure what's happening here. Hubbub is my homunculus servant. He uses he, him pronouns, and he plays the hacky sack. I don't see what the issue is. What do you not understand about this? At that moment, saloon doors swing open. Captain Valentino Castrima de Sangre enters elegantly and regal in his blue i think i described it as a karate gi like leather karate gi kind of armor i think that's how i described it i think i described it as a karate gi is my favorite description (laughs) i've ever heard i thought it was a kimono no like so being an oath knight that is like constantly in the air and over water and stuff like you don't want to wear metal so he has like an alternate oath knight uniform does that make sense? So it's more like a it's like a, 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 ro- a robe cloak kind of situation. Is it like samurai armor but made out of leather? Yeah. 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 Hot. Ah, Babitha Gaultier. Liza, it's a pleasure to see you down here. I've been looking for you for just a moment. Well, so I do have I've got Ravarath taking care of everything up top, so I could come down and introduce you to a very, very important member of our expedition. And, like, coming in behind him is this female triton who is, like, very, very stiff, straight, postured. She has these, like, sharp, sharp features. If you were a triton, this chick is a babe, but also very, very stern. You can tell that she takes things very seriously. She's like, scans the room, looking around. She knows everything. I would like to introduce you, please, if you would take a moment to introduce yourselves as well. Dulorin Dusk. Babitha Burbage, Sean, I'm sure this is Bleb, my companion, my protonic soulmate, my sidekick, and my protege. Uh, this is Hubbub, uh, my homunculus servant. Um, I've got uh, Liza, who uh, is uh, truly a, a budgeting witch in their own right. Uh, someone that I've been very happy to mentor over the years. And um, that's Gaultier. Gaultier Desjamaux. Oath Knight of the Kingdom of and Magical. Much, and, of course, and nothing else must be said. Absolutely enchanted. It is incredible to meet you, Lady Dobbs. Gaultier's going to go real schmoozy. So you are the late additions to our expedition. A crimson, a verdant, 
and an indigo all in the same room. I, the only thing we're missing is the Silverkeep elves. I don't suppose one of them is hiding around here somewhere, are they? I was gonna say, I, no, but I bet Liza could really whip up something. <laughs> Liza just goes through their mind palace trying to think of what... Liza just turns into just like a silver elf and has no like absolutely incorrect but just like a metallic silver elf oh i don't think that's precisely what is this what you want is like. this cut the mustard pleasure to meet you you can call me dizzy i am the first in command of the soldiers on this expedition dizzy it's an absolute pleasure to meet you liza bleth and myself are members of the coven and uh, we are working with Voltaire here uh, under the order of uh, the uh, the king of madrigal himself Hello. king Hector the king Hector Blythe. um listen she's got a real hard on for the king so just kind of you know keep any criticism kind of you know quiet if you if, you know King Hector is quite a grand king, and anybody who says otherwise would be wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I've been trying to tell these little critics. She winks at Babitha. Anyway, you've got a fine ship here. Um, some of your crew, well, well, not so much your Christmas, your passengers are a little bit questionable. I mean, apparently one of them tried to stab Gaultier, and I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it, because haven't we all been tempted at a time to time? But really, it's You are all like... very casual about attempted murder. <laughs> I mean, listen, Gulchair, we've been through some shit lately. I mean, attempted murder is kind of, like, low on my list of priorities right now. Like, I'm kind of worried about, like, an insect the size of a tall dog jumping out of my chest. Um, that's kind of high key on my priority <laughs> list. Um, Which is why I don't expect my friends to stab me at a dinner party. But please, continue. Now, I do have to say that... The tendency that your kind has to Bobby. create issues, she looks at Eliza and Babitha, does put me a bit on edge, and I ask only Our that kind? if you sense any particular problems arising, you come to me immediately. I mean, I would if go if I start sensing that something's about to leap out of my chest, I'm headed straight for a cage, my darling. After you come to me, please. I am definitely not okay with the use of the word of the words "your kind," but I will look past that apologies, because apologies. Now, that's much better. Thank is, you. Are these people who I would know about enough to know like how related she is or isn't? Like, what's her relations to Dagon? Like, do we know? Oh, oh, baby, we can go a full callback here. Uh, everybody, give me a history check. Jesus, I'm rolling like poopy. Uh, it's an 18 for Galtier. That's a okay. 12. It's a 13 for Babs. Okay. Well, Galtier is a, is a perfect one to be in the knowledge here. Galtier, you're talking to this Triton, and something about, like, Dosk is ringing a bell anyways. You know, you, you met a Dosk before. You know a Dosk. So you're thinking, you're racking your brain, and then it clicks. Dagon Dosk was married to the Admiral's daughter. So she's potentially Dizzy Dost, nay, Nemri. <laughs> nay, Nemri. Maybe not even probably. Maybe exactly. No, that's, that's what, yeah, that is what's going on. Dosk, 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 uh, you, pardon me for, for being presumptuous, you are, uh, you, you are not perhaps a companion of uh, one Dagon Dosk. Uh, excuse me? That would be my husband. In oh, fact. that dick? And, and, and might I just say, an excellent man who helped us out 
not not Good long ago on our, on our journey yeah. here More power to he offered you. us some some advice and some support and i i appreciate him and by extension you and literally <laughs> if you pardon the pun quite a catch that's Wait, offensive what, okay. am i misremembering <laughs> She's like, um, as a fish person, mm. like, fuck you. <laughs> I, What's up, Max? Am I misremembering Dagon Dosk? He's the Indigo Oath Knight at the Roadhouse who, like, gave us a bunch of info oh, and drinks with him. Oh, fuck. Like, cool. Okay. And, and you yeah. gave, uh, I can't remember the, your assassinator's name yeah, back we, there. We, you we, gave yeah. you took care of our assassinator. Okay, that's my bad. I was thinking of the, the dick in the bakery. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's Tin Shul. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's who I just handed off a different criminal to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yes. I apologize. Now, actually, I insisted to come and meet you. First of all, Oath Knight to Oath Knight. It seems appropriate that we know each other's faces and names. Additionally, I heard that you had had an issue with one Lawson Acklo, and I was curious if you would like to come with me and your group, obviously, as we speak with him. Oh, I would be. Uh most grateful for that opportunity I, I can give you a quick briefing on the way uh, uh, sort of what we, we had a very very short conversation on our way out before I handed him off to the guards and I can fill you in on that that's a that's called work <laughs> oh no way you know you know how you know what's good foley work is when someone says that's foley work <laughs> Everything in this room starts to like. Everything starts starts to sort of shake for a second, and you can feel the. You can feel. No, keep going. You can feel. <laughs> I can't add sound effects to that. You feel as the ship lurches starboard, starboard, and you can feel like everything starts to slide over to the side, and these plates and mugs and and spritz glasses uh, start to slide down. The Just bar so, and everything. So many <laughs> So it was like 14 of them. And you feel like the whole thing starts to shake and turn, and it starts to. You can feel like as the floor itself gets unlevel for a second, and it comes back and then crawl, lurches over again. You hear the, the shouting coming from the stairs, from upstairs, and you just hear like, Bad it all down! Our view just like flashes up to the deck where we see the workers themselves are like tumbling around and falling over each other as they're running around to grab ropes and stuff. Secure the cargo quickly! You hear uh, Rap Rap is the, uh, the first mate up here who's in charge at the moment. See them up there. The workers are clasping the railings of the Aruka. They're trying to secure the loads of cargo. Crates are falling all over the place, just busting open. Secondary mast! Watch the mast! And as they work on the deck, you guys all now are like making your way up the stairs to help. It's you guys. Rafe, Doss, wait, Dizzy, she doesn't go by Doss. Dizzy, Captain Valentino himself, everybody's running up the stairs. And as you, as these workers are working on the dock, we see like raising up over the port side of the ship is this massive purple ethereal wing. What? And then it disappears below the railing of the ship. (laughs) 
you can hear the whooshing as this head and neck of some sort of monstrous echo dragon glides in the air Jesus. besides the Yuruka. What? Its mouth opens and you see rows and rows of razor sharp teeth. And there's absolute silence for just an instant. And then you hear Dizzy. Fire at will! <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. My friends. Oh, oh, the go bones. There it is, you son of a bitch. Guys, here we are on a D&D Improvising Podcast, where, of course, the first rule is to say no and then not acknowledge things.